Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. This game was a two-parter in the worst way possible because the night following the game, we got to relive it all again on Hard Knocks. And obviously, the show ends with what happened on Monday Night Football. But I think we were able to get a look on, do you guys feel that Hard Knocks to sh- or, uh, showcase the Dolphins as a team that might have been overlooking the Tennessee Titans? Or is it something where you just had a bad game? You know, and I think, and not even just Hard Knocks, but I do feel like the Dolphins were kind of feeling themselves a little bit. You went on the road to the Commanders. You beat them by 30 points. It's hard not to look at yourself and go, hey, man, my my, you-know-what doesn't stink. You know, we're, we're, we're feeling pretty good right now. Uh, and then you look at the final three games, and you got the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills on tap for those three games. And so it's the classic trap game, right? We're at home. It's Monday night football under the lights. We got a drone show before the game. They got 500 drones, Tyreek Hill doing a backflip on there. You know, everybody's feeling good. And even Bradley Chubb said so after the game, like they kind of, the defense in particular took their feet off the gas pedals. You know, they, they, they felt, okay, 14 point lead, four minutes to go. We got this. We're good. And all of a sudden, drives of a minute and 54 seconds, a three and out by the offense, and then a drive of 26 seconds. Both of those ended in touchdowns for the Titans. And all of a sudden, the Dolphins are losing, and it's it's a blur. It's like, wait, how did this happen? What's going on here? And and that's what happens when you overlook teams. It, it, to me, it felt like a classic trap game, com- compounded by the fact that the Dolphins suffered multiple injuries early on guys got dinged up. Connor Williams, obviously tore his ACL out for the year. The center is one of the most important positions along the offensive line. And we've seen how this team performs differently when Liam Eikenberg is at center. And I feel like Liam Eikenberg for as much crap as he gets, he's actually been a pretty decent player for the Dolphins, a reserve player for the Dolphins on this offensive line this year. But I did not think he played well on Monday night. I thought he had a lot of key penalties. Um, you know, there were some snapping issues. Obviously, that that fumble, uh, you know, the, the low snap that Tua picks up, and then he fumbles it again on the two-yard line when they're going into the red zone between that and the blocked field goal, there's 10 points right there. Like, we lost the game by one point, you know? These are just the things that the Dolphins have consistently been doing, shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over again in these losses, and and these are the things that are are embarrassing. So to to answer your question, Jake, yeah, I do feel like the Dolphins were overlooking uh, the Titans on Monday night, and what happened after that 70-point victory, or excuse me, the the 50-point victory where they scored 70 points, against the Denver Broncos. They went to the Buffalo Bills the very next week and got waxed by Josh Allen and company. So it feels like that's a chronic problem that this Dolphins team has. And you wonder if, you know, and Mike McDaniel, he passes along the right message. Hey, no, it's a one game season, yada, yada, yada. But you do wonder if maybe that message isn't reaching the team as it should be um, because it's happened multiple times in a row now. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that's what it is, right? I think that they're just, um, they're, they're, they were overlooking the Tennessee Titans. They've realized that this was a team that they probably, you know, Will Levis. We talked about Jake, right? Sometimes these teams that don't have anything to fight for are the da- most dangerous. So they were, I think, overlooking them a little bit. Probably, maybe even overlooking the Jets if we're being completely honest, because like we mentioned, that uh, stretch down the 
final four, three weeks of the season is absolutely brutal. I think what was most disappointing to me was the way the offense played, right? When Tyree Kill went out, I mean, we knew that he was a lifeline, you know, um, a, a co-MVP candidate, an MVP candidate. But as soon as he went out, you know, it, it seriously looks felt like Cinderella, right? Where the clock hits midnight and that beautiful carriage with the horse turns into a pumpkin because that offense looked like they could just not do anything outside of run the football. And again, that's another thing that's frustrating. Late in the game, when you want to continue to um, utilize that run game that was working effectively, it seemed like at times Mike McDaniel went away from the run game. It was just an absolute brutal way for that game to end. And I felt like throughout the entire game, you know, there were just missed opportunities and things the Dolphins need to clean up. I think they are, you know, they have the right message. They realize that in order to get to where they need to do, you know, need to be, they need to um, eliminate these type of performances from their game. But um, it, you can't really pinpoint it on one person. It was a complete group effort. And um, this is what we were scared of, right? For so many weeks, we talked about when the uh, calendar turns December, can the Dolphins win games? Can Tua a little play his best? And even late in that game, when the Dolphins got the ball back, I don't know about you guys, but I felt pretty damn confident. Okay, the Dolphins are going to march down the field, get it in field goal range. We're going to have Jason Sanders redeem himself for that block. Didn't happen. So, I mean, there was one of those opportunities where you want your star quarterback to step up despite, you know, the plethora of injuries. I mean, Liam Meikenberg at center, the the rotating of guards. I mean, you can sit here and call them excuses, but this late in the season, every team's dealing with those, and we need to rise up above that. So, um, it sucks that we're sitting here talking about a loss when we were all going into this week, you know, assuming it was going to be a win, and shame on us for that. I, I'll, I'll give you another thing. Another reason, and, uh, you know, you, you kind of talked about it, a little bit there, Josh. But another reason why why this loss feels so demoralizing is because the Titans did everything within their power to give that game away, to give this game to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins' offense was putrid without Tyreek Hill, which is inexcusable in my mind when you still have players like Jalen Waddle, Devon A. Chan, Raheem Mostert. You got you have those guys on your offense. Name another offense in the National Football League that can compare to that offense, even without Tyreek Hill in the speed department. If you have all of that speed at your disposal, Mike McDaniel, and you are the genius that everyone's saying that you are, and again, I love Mike McDaniel, happy he's the coach, want him here for decades to come, why can't you get creative and scheme up ways to get yards with those three players, with the amount of speed that they have? But again, the Titans did everything within their power to give this game away. You had a Zach Sealer pick six. How improbable is that? Then you had a muffed punt return that gift-wrapped a Dolphins touchdown. And then you had a pitch by Will Levis, a little bit behind Derrick Henry, but hits him in the hands. Henry fumbles it. Dolphins recover, which leads to a short touchdown by the offense. That's 21 points that were gift-wrapped for the Miami Dolphins. Outside of those 21 points, this Dolphins offense, one of the best offenses in the league, scored six points. Six. Total. Two field goals. What happened? I get it. Injuries on the offensive line. Injuries to Tyreek Hill. Everybody's banged up. Every team is banged up. And if you if you can't score points when Tyreek Hill isn't on the field, you better figure that problem out because Tyreek Hill has been in and out of games for the last few weeks. He had the hand injury. He had the ankle injury prior to this ankle injury. He he's If you're going to utilize him as much as you are, he's going to get banged up. It's a long season. You still have four regular season games to go. You still have a playoff run. Fingers crossed, toes crossed, knock on wood. You know, hopefully, you got to be able to figure out how to put points on the board when Tyreek Hill's not out there. Six so points. We got, we got to watch hard knocks. 
and we're under the impression that they were overlooking the Titans. So, Joshua, what would you want to see different when you see a scenario that after the game you hear that there's a players-only meeting, that during the week you do see Mike McDaniel preaching the we cannot fall for the same trap we have last year. We see him calling out players, Duke Riley, for instance, saying, hey, practice has been fine, but we need to be better. We see Tua struggling and Mike McDaniel trying to light a fire into him. Specifically, I look at the quote where McDaniel looks at Tua and he says, your best throws are when, when you decide what you're doing, not before the play, is when you develop and you read the play and you go with the actual play. So this seemed like a team, at least from Mike McDaniel's standpoint, that was trying to find a match that could spark this offense, spark the defense, and just kind of keep them mentally focused. Was this a scenario where you need to see more? Are there going to be more player-only meetings? I don't think so. I think that's probably just the players realizing you can't crumble late in this game or you can't give up that big of a lead. You know, you can't be down. I mean, and again, it goes back to injuries, right? I think Elijah Campbell had something to do with that big crosser that kind of opened up that one drive. Um, Again, the offensive line was deteriorating, but those aren't excuses this late in the season. So I think you're right, Jake. I think, you know, Mike McDaniel's preaching the right things, having a players only meeting. And that's, I mean, that's something we're only hearing now. And that's exactly what you want to hear after this disappointing loss. You're going against a Jets team who I think Zach Wilson did some good stuff this past weekend. But again, it's the Jets, man. This is a game that you should be able to win. And then, um, you know, you pick or choose one of those. If you can win one of those of the last three, I mean, the Dolphins should be sitting fairly pretty. So, I mean, again, I think they're doing everything they can, but heading into this one, I think they might've just been, you know, taking their foot off the pedal a little bit. And again, you got to tip your hat to Mike Vrabel because they came out defensively and they were ready to play. And even Will Levis, you know, to the, to his point, I mean, he went out there and uh, he looked like a solid quarterback. In this league.